Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 621. If you're going to do something, then do it right. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Steve Shanko. Hey, Steve, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yep, I've got my seatbelt on and I'm ready to go. All right, great to have you here. Steve Shanko is an art director, illustrator, and automotive enthusiast from Sydney, Australia. He founded One of One Bespoke, where he creates high-end custom design pieces for automotive enthusiasts like you and me, who have an eye for design. His custom art prints are of cars and bikes that he draws from scratch and then tailors them for his client's needs. In addition to his creations at One of One Bespoke, Steve is the founder at Custom Creative, an advertising and design firm in Australia where they fill the gap between big agencies and boutique design firms And they create brand identity, graphic design, marketing, packaging, brochure, retail design, and more. So, Steve, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about what you do for a living, your artwork, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Mark. You bet. Yeah, so basically, yeah, I've, you know, Sydney, Australia, grew up in the suburbs where my brothers and, and dad all had cars because you can't get around Australia without having cars. Mm-hmm. And from there, yeah, I, I studied graphic design because I was always uh, interested in drawing in high school. And from there, I realized that there's a, a career that you can actually get into called graphic design. And that's where I jumped into graphic design because I absolutely love drawing, love sketching cars, and yeah, started off learning how to build brochures and all kinds of stuff in graphic design. Your background is like mine. I studied graphic design in college, and my first 10, 11 years was as a creative director at an agency in San Diego. So uh, we share some history there, along with our passion for cars. Yeah. But I understand, and I checked out uh, Custom Creative's website. You guys do some really, really great work down there, beautiful stuff that you're working on. And I love the fact that you've taken that creativity and passion for cars and wrapped it into this other business of yours, one of one bespoke, where you do these very cool illustrations. So. Bravo to you. Yeah, well, um, Custom Creative is actually uh, my business as well. So I started that after working in the big agencies. Got sick, sick of working for the man and thought, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to start working for myself. Um, for so I started you. up 
yeah, started up Custom Creative. And from there, I ended up getting a few really cool clients. And, um, and one of them is called My Plates, which they sell, we will, we sell, um, personalized number plates. And from there, and that, that, that actually got me back into cars to some degree because about five or six years ago, while working for them, I came up with a, an advertising campaign which was called My Stories. And that was all about people and their cars and their story behind their car and their number plate. Um, and from there, that really kind of made me rem- remember how, how much I enjoyed cars and how much I actually liked being around cars. And, you know, and yeah, that, and that's how I started up one of one. Nice. That is very cool. I love that. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that with us. And we're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue on this journey of your life. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or some kind of mantra. This is something that is instrumental in forming your life. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Car Show. So Steve, take the wheel. Yeah, it's if you're going to do something, then do it right. Yes. How have you incorporated that wonderful quote, that mantra into your life and your business? Yeah, I think it, that was stemmed um, from my dad when he, well, didn't make me, but when I had to mow the lawns and do the chores around the house, he always instilled in me, you know, if, you, if you're going to do it, then, you know, you do it right. And and from that, I took that through work, through working for when I was an employee for advertising agencies. And, and that really got me to where I am today. Like, I think people, the hierarchy, that they saw that and they, they, they when they see someone doing something, even if it's a you know, little task, and if they see someone doing it to you know to perfection, it gets you through a lot of hoops and actually opens up a lot of doors. And mm-hmm. from that, I've just been doing that all my life. Like even if I quote a job and I find that I've underquoted it, I, I, you can't kind of cut um, you know do a shortcut. I always think, you know what, I'm just going to do this right and actually finish it and right. and make it per, you know perfect for them and put in the extra hours and and that's yeah basically how I've been working all my well, life. Well, it's, it's a great way to go through life, and that's why you've achieved the success you have. Uh, you learn every time you, in the case of underquoting a job, you learn a little bit more, so next time you don't do it again, the customer always goes away happy, comes back that's again, it. yeah, and refers you to somebody else. That's the only way you can do it. Well, would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Go back in time here and think about when was that first time, that moment in life, when you realized you were a car guy? It was kind of funny. Um I, I never really thought of myself as a car guy and, and it's only like in the last probably five years that I've kind of realized that, hang on, maybe I am. Um, and, <laughs> and, and like I was um, discussing back before, it really started off when I was really young. I probably would have been about eight or seven and I used to watch the GP or the Formula One and from there I used to actually sketch the cars and, and also the motorbikes and one and I was a big fan of Wayne Gardner, the Aussie legend. Um, oh yeah, MotoGP. Yeah, yeah. And I and I was li- literally used to always sketch his motorbike and you know when he was in in the turn one at Eastern Creek and whatnot. And from there, like it, it made me realize that hang on, I, I thought I was just sketching the graphics on the on the actual motorbikes and the cars and that sort of stuff, but it actually was more that hang on, I'm actually a motor, motorhead here because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brother, he he used to bring home um, rotaries and Mazda RX3s and RX2s, and he was a big um, rotary head. And um, obviously, they used to break down a fair bit. Mm-hmm. And my dad used to be a mechanic before he was a solicitor, so he used to help um, my brother actually put you know pull the gearboxes out and fix the gearboxes and whatnot. And this is always in our garage, so like I've always kind of been in and around it, and uh, right. I never really kind of thought that I was a motorhead until probably about six or seven years ago when I 
when I started working for clients in the motor industry and I went, hang on, I know. When I was talking cars with these clients and, and also with their customers, yeah. I actually realized, I know a bit about cars here. <laughs> I do. Maybe it's that motor oil smell that I've had in my life, my, yeah, my entire it. life that's gotten into my bloodstream. So, Well, Steve, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and ask you to share a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way. But of course, the most important part of this is what did it teach you what did you learn from it so you could overcome that situation? I reckon probably the biggest challenge or probably biggest step could be when I was working. I was working for one of Australia's largest advertising agencies and, and you know, doing well, uh, um, you know, making uh, uh, enough money to pay my mortgage and, and look after my wife. But it wasn't, it was probably when I jumped that boat and actually started and went, you know what, I'm going to start my own company here and took that plunge and that was a really big sort of turning point because for me it was it was a big risk. Um, oh yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, got, got, got a small family, got a mortgage, and I think I'd have to credit my wife for actually pushing me to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she she knew that I wasn't 100 percent happy in advertising, and I think just backing yourself, I think actually backing yourself and mm-hmm. and taking that plunge takes a lot of guts. Yep. And at the time, yeah, it was it was really a, you know a long shot, but it's. I wouldn't say it's paid off, but you know, I've, I've enjoyed my life ever since. <laughs> oh yeah, well, custom creative. How long have you been in business? Uh, ten, uh, eleven years now. Oh my gosh, yeah. So you've gotten over all the hurdles and humps. Not that there won't be some down the road, but yeah, you're there. So uh, yeah, that's a really brave step to take, and it's a bold step to take. But it's a very entrepreneurial uh, challenge that uh, many, many guests here on Cars Yeah have taken and survived and done well and. Uh, Kudos to you for taking that jump and, and for marrying a woman that sounds like she's pretty darn smart. Yeah, that's it. Well, I hope she listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Marry up is what my mom said, and I did the same thing. I married a woman that was way smarter than me, so she's always supported me, been behind me, and uh, pushed me and nudged me along the way. So important to have that collaboration going. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new path, a new direction, and tell us the steps you took to turn that moment into a success. Yeah, I'd have to say it was um, with one of one. Obviously, owning your own business with Custom Creative, I I had to, well, I didn't have to, but I'd always buy my clients a nice present you know, at the end of the year. And and I and with my plates, um, one of the guys there, you know, I like him. You know, he's, a, he's a top bloke. And um, and I always, whenever I get a present for a client, I always try and get something that's um, different, unique, or more importantly, shows that you know that person. Yeah. And and I couldn't find anything for this guy. And he was a mad Porsche nut. And and I've already, you know, through the years, always bought him something to do with Porsche. But this time I thought, I can't just keep getting the same old same. I'd have to get something different. And it wasn't, it was, it was when, I, when he, he, he recently built a GT3, rebuilt a GT3 up. And, um, and I thought, you know what, I've got to do something about this. And I designed, so this is where the first one-of-one print or the second one-of-one print came up. Okay. Because uh, I did one for myself um, just to put on the wall of my Porsche that I had. I had an old uh, 1984 3.2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, well, I'm going to do one up for him and see if he likes it. So I did one up of his car, put all these little stickers, because he had all these little stickers all over it, and it was, it was done up as, as his race car because he races it. Ah. So I put all the decals on and, and made it exactly his car. So then I took it over, um, you know, gave it to him, and just his reaction was just unbelievable. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. and I thought, hey, this is pretty good, you know. Like, um, I think it was more the the bespoke nature of it because it was actually his car, right. and 
you know, someone's put some effort into it and, and he's got something that he can put up on his wall and it's exactly, you know, his car. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, that made me realize it's kind of like, that's probably where the aha came from because straight away he said, oh, I've got to get a few of these for my mates. Can you do some up for this mate, this mate? And one of the guys, um, Ronnie uh, Goodman, he's one of the, uh, Australia's um, best panel guy for Porsches and, yeah. and did one up for him and, um, yeah, and that's when... You know, I thought this, there's something in this, um, and that was probably my ah home was, was when when Daryl, you know, the client actually wanted some for his mates. You know, uh, yeah, you hit on something really great there, and that was he really felt you took the time to give him something so personalized and so personal. That is what helped that aha moment come alive, of course. And I had a guest on the show. He's a friend of mine, Steve Anderson, who's an illustrator, and he does uh, bespoke illustrations for people of their cars. He's done many for me that I've given away as gifts for friends where they've got vintage race cars or vintage cars. I have one for a couple of past Porsches that I've had, and they're just so special and so unique and different. So, uh, yeah, that was a great, great moment. I love that. Well, how about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out for you? Um, not like, not really. Like I'm a pretty level-headed sort of guy who doesn't get too bound up in success. I think that may be because I think just being a small business owner, like you, I, I like to, I always look on the positive side of things, but I always don't try and celebrate the wins too much. Um, I, I don't know what that is, but I, I, probably, probably because there's, with every high, there's a low. And so I, yeah, there's no, nothing really that stands out other than probably, um, Getting, you know, like your two key cornerstone sort of clients. I think once you get those sort of good sort of clients, like one of them is Epson, um, the oh, printer wow. company. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I've been doing their work now for eight years or so. And, and when you get someone like that and then they've hang around for eight years or so. Right. It probably, you know, I'm probably working it out right now. Probably that's one of my proudest ach- achievements because yeah. it's, um, yeah, like, um, I think that's quite, you know, quite an achievement. Oh, it is absolutely, especially as I mentioned earlier, I worked in the ad agency business yeah. and it was pretty common for companies after about 4 or 5 years to maybe start looking around or they be being courted by other agencies and they might Oh yeah. Oh, well, let's see what they have to offer and to stay fresh and not get stagnant and stale and and keep appreciating them and keep coming up with great new campaigns. Uh that that's in tribute to what you've done for Epson for sure. Yeah, and I think that's like just comes down to good customer service and, and that's what I'm trying to do with one of one like every customer that I have which you know it's, it's not a big business and it's never going to be a huge business I, I really treat them like they are one of my biggest clients in um, advertising because you know I think they get also when I reply personally to their emails and call them and whatnot and find out extra details about their cars or yeah. whatever else they want in their illustration I think if people just you know really go back to basics with customer service I think there's just so much, you know, um, value in that. And oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's so important. And uh, luckily, I think today a lot of companies have realized that and they're trying to do that, even big companies. They're trying to be better about that because social media has opened the world up to if you have one bad experience, all your Facebook friends knows that that airline lost your bags that day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it doesn't fare well for them and it sticks in people's minds. So uh, I think yeah. that is something to be proud of for sure. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. I'd love for you to share your first really special car and maybe a memory you have of that vehicle. Yeah, um, my, it's funny. I've, I've had a couple, but I'd have to go back to 
one of the first cars, it's, and it's not special because it's a really cool automotive, um, awesome car. It's literally, it, I don't know if you had them over there. There was hardly any over here as well, but it was called an Asia Rockstar. It was like a, have you heard of those? No, what is that? Okay, it was, it was like um, a dodgy Jeep Wrangler. So there was a new car back in the um, early 90s okay. that was made to look like a, a Jeep um, Wrangler. However, it was made in, uh, I believe, Korea, okay. and the Korean army apparently used it. However, this car, so imagine, you know, your um, soft top kind of um, car. It was, yeah, it was really a, a unique car because it was, um, you, you wouldn't see any around in, in Australia. There's only like a handful. And that probably was because the, it was a rubbish car. <laughs> it was a terrible car. <laughs> yeah. um, it literally, like, it was really short wheel base, four wheel drive, just terrible to drive because it was every bump felt like, you know, uh, you yeah. rock your fillings out of your teeth. <laughs> yeah. And um, kept breaking down. One of my mates got in once and opened the door and the door handle came off his hand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but, I, but I absolutely loved it because I spent, you know, all my savings on it and polished the wheels every weekend. And Oh, yeah. You know, I spent so much time on that thing, and it was, it was it, when, it, when I think back to it, it was a heap. Um, but, yeah, that was probably my first special car. Um, good memories, uh, good memories. You know, a lot of our, our memories with cars are what is the special part, and it wasn't really so much the car, but it was the memories and the experiences that that car enabled us to have. So That's right. Even if it was the door handle coming off in your buddy's hand. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that was only one of them, but there's a lot more than that. Uh, yeah, sounds like it. Well, how about a car that you let go, that old seller's remorse story? Is there a car you've let go you wish you could have back? Yeah, that would be my uh, 1984 911 Coupe. So, yeah, I, I, I sold that about a year ago. And, yeah, like at the time, I was ready to sell it. Um, and obviously, the prices went up. So that was a bit of a, you know, bonus. Um, I've, never, I've never made money on a car, but that was... That was, a, that was, that was yeah. when you did, yeah. That was once, probably once in a lifetime too. But now I went to the uh, Porsche concourse um, on the weekend and that, yeah, I literally think back now going, oh, I should have held on to that one. Yeah. It was a beautiful car. It was all matching numbers. It was um, nice. stock standard and, yeah, not a thing done to it. And, um, it, yeah, it was one of those ones that was a bit of a unicorn for me. But what do you do? Yeah, well, it, if it's time, it's time. So 84, that was a Carrera then, right? A Carrera yeah, Coupe? Yeah, 3.2. Yep. Yeah. yeah, in our pre-show chat, we were discussing uh, those cars, uh, Steve and I, and I had an 84 Vysock Edition Cabriolet uh, that was my daily driver that was a wonderful car- Carrera. Those cars are just fantastic. So we share something, but they're both gone. So, oh, to That's be back it. in the garage. Yeah, mine was um, also the probably the, the basic stock standard one you could ever get so imagine ordering it from the factory it literally had no additions put onto it so oh. it was really lightweight so it didn't have the electronic seats didn't have a sunroof which was quite um unique yeah um for australia as well because um, whenever anyone buys a porsche brand new they always option it up but sure. mine did not have one thing done to it so well that is different and unique because as i mentioned in our pre-show chat mine had every option you could get yeah and then some because it was built by a guy at the porsche factory so yeah, we kind of had two extremes, and of course, the cabriolets uh, were a little heavier because of the extra uh, support they had to weld into those cars, but mine was a daily driver, so it really didn't matter. I did a few club events on, you know, cone days and things like that, but uh, 
nothing on a track or anything like that. They wouldn't let me on a track because I didn't have a top and didn't have a roll uh, bar, right. so couldn't do it. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about one of one bespoke because what you do is if I have a cool car like my 930 Turbo, I could send you pictures of it and you'll create a custom illustration right down to the stickers on the windows. So tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, that's right. So there's, there's basically I recreate their car on the computer and I use, there's two different styles. I can do one in a sketchy sort of hand-drawn sort of style or one which is in more um, of a side profile which is more um, like an exact sort of uh, iconic sort of look. It's, it's been great fun because um, one of the things that I've found is I get a lot of wives actually contacting me and saying, hey, I want to get one of these done for my husband. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, so we'll work in behind the scenes and I'll say, oh, can you get a photo of the you know, the whale tail or the um, wheel or whatever else. And I say, what's that? And then I have to explain to them which part of the car that is. And, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll shoot over emails and, you know, backwards and forwards. But it really is about creating something that is unique to that one person and it's only ever created once. So I don't, uh, once it's um, printed off and it's framed and, and sent out, um, it's, it's just that one that I, um, that I make. And, sure. and that, to me, what makes it special. Sometimes people say, hey, can you put that dent in the rear quarter because that actually tells the story of, you know, when, when I went around a corner and touched up the door. <laughs> yeah. And people want that sort of stuff and, and that's what makes it their car. Yeah, that to me has been probably one of my um, sort of exciting moments lately because I've just been talking to people about cars and it's like going to cars coffee every day. So my work that is literally talking about cars and discussing their car and, and finding out the story behind those cars because it's actually the story behind them is, is sometimes really important to the illustration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Steve. If you were a car, what kind of car would Steve be and why? Yeah, that's, um, that's funny. I was, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, I'd have to say I'd be the, a Volkswagen Beetle. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, just, you know, it's the people's car. So I reckon I'm pretty down to earth and pretty um, easygoing and but yet, still, you know, I still think Beatles are pretty cool because they're air-cooled. And yeah. I don't know, hopefully someone would think I'm cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, versatile. You put people, yeah, like I, I reckon a Volkswagen Beetle. A little Down Beetle. Earth, simple. Yeah, my sister had one when I was in high school. I had a car McGeeus. That was my poor, poor man's Porsche, but same kind of car, basically. But uh, my neighbor across the street, Bruce, has a 1957 bug that he takes out and drives once in a while up the, up and down the street. So uh, you're a bug. Very nice. I think yeah, you're the Bought one the other day as well. So. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. Yeah. What 74, year? 74 with um, a two-liter in it, and it's got Webers and extractors, and it's, yeah, it's, it's nothing, but it's not very standard, but it sounds gets nice. around. Sounds nice. Yeah, sounds sounds like the power plant that I put into my gear in high school. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had yeah. to get back into the um, air-cooled car again. Yeah, they're fun, for sure. Well, Steve, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. 
You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Steve, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, buy the best you can afford. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and buy something you really love because you might be stuck with it. That's it. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your success? Yeah, I think um, looking at everything as a glass half full, um, just being positive about things and, and looking for the opportunity in everything. How about a resource? There's a lot of great ones out there, but is there one or maybe two you could share with our listeners? Oh, look, I, I, this one's just for the Aussies. Um, if you've got a Porsche, I'd have to say use one of the best in New South Wales for your mechanic, and that would be Cavicos. It's an old school mechanics, and it's just so refreshing to go into a, an old establishment where they've been working on cars for years and years. And, you know, it's not the nicest looking place, but it's the best. Yeah, very nice. Old school mechanics. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? Um, it's, it's Yeah, it's, it's not automotive, but it's more marketing, I guess you could say. But it's uh, called The Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Seth Godin. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's so funny. I had a guest just a few days ago that recommended that book. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I love Seth Godin. I, I get his blog and He's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I just even that book, like you know, it's just about being. It's all about being remarkable and creating good products. You know, I think everyone gets a bit fancy with Facebook and whatnot. I think if you just create a good product, people will come. Yeah, absolutely. Listeners, I'll remind you, you can find these links on Steve's show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Steve Shenko. And Steve's last name is spelled S C H E N K O. And there's another great place on the Carsia website where you can find the Purple Cow and Books from the past 611 guests listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. That's under the Resources tab, Guest Recommended Books. All right, Steve, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, this is something you can't sell. You're going to have to keep it, enjoy it, and drive it. But money is no object. Don't worry about that. I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. What would that vehicle be and why? I'd ask you to buy me a 73 RS Porsche. Um, <laughs> I just think just the way that they made it, it's lightweight, it's just, you know, an iconic car that's, you know, been around for 50 years now. It's such a beautiful car, that duck, whale, duck tail. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I think, and it's not too flamboyant as well. It doesn't 
you know, say, hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, perfect car. So, yep, can you order one of those for me, please? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, boy, I'm going to have to uh, rub a few more nickels together to uh, get you one of those because they become very, very collectible. But I have a good friend, Bill, who's a regular listener here. Maybe I could talk him out of his car. I kind of doubt it, but there's enough of them out there. But, yeah, the 73 RS Carrera Lightweight, the holy grail of the Long Hood 911 Porsches. Oh, my gosh. Now, which color combination would you like on that car? Uh, just white. Whatever. I'm not fussy. You're not fussy. Nah. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll go find you one right away. Yeah, I've won- I've lusted after those forever, too. They're just yeah. uh, they're so special. Very nice. Well, Steve, you've taken me on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey all the way from Sydney, Australia today. So good to talk to you. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 73 RS Carrera lightweight? Yeah, um, yeah. if anyone wants a, um, a unique uh, artwork or a unique gift for a client or a customer or a friend, check out one-of-one.com.au. I'd love to help you create something that's bespoke and unique for you. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. And you ship all over the world, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So all you need to do is take some pictures of your car or your spouse's car or your buddy's car and make a great gift for that car guy that has everything and ship that off. I'll make sure that uh, the website is noted on Steve's show notes page here at carsyad.com. You can just go there and click on it. I'd encourage you to check out what he's doing and and uh, order one of these things. It's absolutely fantastic. And of course, while you're there, check out Custom Creative, see what he does for his clients down there. I think you'll be impressed by all of that as well. Steve, I want to thank you again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. You bet. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.